Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. LFC Day Trippers, brought to you by bookmakers.com. Hello, good evening, and welcome, or good afternoon, I guess. Welcome to the LFC Day Trippers. It's full time Reds. Our show today is brought to you by bookmakers.com. Uh, if you're into a little bit of the sports betting and you're willing to do it responsibly, head on over to their website, get the best odds and uh, all that good stuff. Lots of stats and comparisons you can do on there. Uh, it finished Brighton and Hove Albion 2, Liverpool 1 in the fourth round of the FA Cup. The holders are out. I'm joined by Kev. How'd you feel about that one, Kev? Uh, sickened by the result, disappointed with the result, obviously, and how, and how it came about. But night and day were the difference in the performances from the one that was two weeks ago. Absolute night and day over the yeah. over the 95 minutes, the performance levels were on a different on a different level altogether. Yeah. We're still not creating enough chances and taking we're not taking enough of the chances that we do create. Some of the chances we had today were guilt edged. You'd expect a lot more. But like I said, just overall disappointed with the result, disappointed to go out. But I can't really argue about it because they had the better chances. They had more shots. They had more. They worked Allison more. And you know, if it had been a draw, I think it would have been a fair reflection of the game. But the fact that they nicked it at the end is what it is. They created the chances to do it. We just we just didn't take the chances that we had, and that especially in the first half, that kind of is becoming a, becoming a running theme. You know, for all of the good play defensively that we had today, for the vast majority of the game, we kept them at bay. Yeah, you know, Allison wasn't really stretched in any way, but there were chances in that game that we had really good ones and should have done better. Really should have done better with them. Yeah, yeah, we're. I I was kind of thinking about this coming into the game this morning, and it's just if we had one of our forwards just putting the ball in. You know, if you had somebody that was just in a rich vein of scoring form where, you know, every second time they got the ball around the net, it was in the back of the net, it would be masking so many deficiencies in this team. But we yeah. also have, like, as much as we know we have issues in midfield and we've got some strange issues in defense, we've also got major issues going forward and that we are as blunt as could possibly be. Yeah. I, look, I mean, the lineups came out. Were you surprised with them? Were you surprised that he decided to go? I mean, he he brought Trent in for Milner. Yeah, and that was but it. But other than that, there was there was nothing else because I was. But 
No, I I wasn't surprised by it at all. Uh, I mean, I was a little disappointed to see that Darwin wasn't fit enough to get a go from the start because I would have liked to have seen Darwin in from the start, even in place of Gakpo. Uh, because after the last game, you know, I was one who said, I don't want to see Harvey Elliott play left wing, but I thought Harvey Elliott played fine today at left wing. I thought it was a much better performance from him at left wing than uh, the game against, was it Wolves or Chelsea that he played left wing? And he just looked completely lost but i was okay with the starting 11 i don't think those three in midfield have done anything to warrant being dropped no no they haven't i mean the the only my only my biggest worry was harvey starting left wing and mainly because clock came out after the game i think it was uh the last game the chelsea game and they just said he's not a natural in that position he doesn't he doesn't anticipate the way a left winger does. Yeah. And I thought, well, you're giving it, you're doing it to him again. But at the same time, with the role that he was asked to play, he did it fine. You know, he, he protected Robertson when he could, made some really good balls, some really good passes, and got his goal. But in, that was the only one that I thought. But again, if you, if, if Darwin wasn't fit to play the ninth to start today, I would have honestly thought, why not give Curtis Jones a go from right wing, from left wing, because that's his natural position. But at the same time, Elliot is ahead of him in the pecking order. He's pretty much played every single game this season. So, yeah. I mean, other than that, I don't think there was much option to change anything. Like you said, the midfield was fine. Um, wouldn't argue anything about it. They've it's literally they've turned it around to Stefan now and said, look, you've got the shirt, and yep. it's up to you to lose it. You know, and as long as you're turning in performances, that he'll he'll keep picking it. Yep, exactly. And there was only a couple of times today. I think he got ran off a couple of times in the first half, but and he he managed himself really well after he picked up his early booking. And again, he he looked comfortable on the ball uh, when he when he was able to get on it. Uh, Brighton actually did a really good job of trying to block the ball into him. The you know, but. When he was able to get on it, he was fine. There was no problems with him, really. Yeah. I mean, I, t I thought we started the game fairly well. You know, in the first minute, uh, Matoma tried to take his first run at Trent. Trent handled him pretty easily. And I thought over the course of the time he was on the pitch, I thought Trent had a pretty good game defensively. Again, you know, every time uh, a winger beats a fullback, it, it sticks out like a sore thumb. But a fullback's not going to win 100% of their 1v1s with a winger. Like, it's just no. not going to happen. Eventually, an offensive player... Third minute, though, Kata does what I think we all thought Kata was going to be providing for us for years now. Gets the ball in the middle, beats a man, gets his head up, starts driving forward with the ball, lays it off to Mo, takes a bit of a ricochet, comes back to Mo, cleared off the line by Lewis Dunk. Like, oh, it's like, wow, this looks great. You know, we've started on the front foot. We're creating chances. And then it kind of just petered out from there. But I, I thought that the midfield looked good. And to me, one of the things I took from the first half was I liked how Cody Gakpo was playing. I feel yes. like he's coming more into the team. You can see he's another week. You know, it's a significant percentage of, you know, he's an extra 25% longer at the club than he was last week sort of thing, just because he's been here such a short amount of time. He was playing in a way to me that looked a little bit like that Harry Kane under Mourinho of that drop deep, get the ball, shield it, and then flick it around the corner. And he did that one for Mo and put him right in. And I, I, I thought that play was great from Cody Gakpo. I was really, I was happy with that. I mean, I asked Rory in the Telegram at halftime if he could put up a, a touch match 
a heat a touch a touch map of Gakpo's um touches for the first half. And, and almost all of it was in and around the semicircle. You know, he yeah. was dropping, like I said, he was dropping deep, laying it off, protecting it where he could. And he looked stronger. He looked at it was in the second half where he, he got away from one of them in the and he drove it drove at the line. So I mean, look, it's it's slow, steady progress for him. The only thing that he didn't do today, which he did do on most of it, on his last game, was pot shots from everywhere and sundry. You know, it, it, that didn't happen. It yeah. was um, a lot more. Um, there was a lot more care. And the one thing that was really good with him, once we survived the first ten minutes of Brighton in the second half, the press was led by him. He was he was really good at closing people down and forcing. Forcing Brighton to play in areas they didn't want to play in. There's a lot to like about his about his performance today. I've no doubt in my mind that when the others come back, I mean, Firmino, Jota, Diaz to come back into that. I don't think you'll see him starting too many games, but he'll he looks like he's an intelligent an intelligent footballer on the pitch, and this hopefully will he'll kick on from here. Yeah. You know, but it was. By far and away, not his worst showing at all. He he was one of the one of the bright lights of from today. There's a yeah. lot to like about his performance. Yeah, it's and I just I got the feeling that like if, once you get uh, Luis Diaz or Darwin Nunez and Mo Salah running off of him, it it, it can be kind of like how Hyunmin Son just thrived with having Harry Kane drop deep and pull the defenders mm. in and then yeah. hook the ball around the corner and use the winger's pace. So I mean that part of it I like. You know, just trying to find some silver linings. Some silver linings. Uh, 15 minutes in, Sully March has a nice break. Pulls the ball back across the box. Turd Ferguson, wide open in the penalty area. Should score. I don't know how he doesn't score. Trent clears it off the line, though. He doesn't right. score because Trent read it as the cross was coming in. Trent sprinted onto the goal line. Yeah. And made sure he was there to clear it. And did really well. You know, th that whole play was all about Trent getting back onto the line. Yeah. Ferguson, the signaler they said in the commentary, I don't know if you had the same commentary, but apparently two years ago he had a trial and was given an offer by Liverpool. Oh. And he, he turned it down in favour of um, going to Brighton because he believed that Brighton would have been a better gateway to starting more regular first-team games. He's proved right. You know, um, he was a handful all day. Um really bright future for the kid i guarantee you he's going to get selected and as long as he's not severely injured by that horror tackle from fabinho late on um, he should to. he should get his first international cap in the next the next round of international pictures nailed on 100 percent. yeah yeah it's he's been he's been really a bright spot for brighton since coming oh, yeah. in <laughs> massively bright spot you know i I don't see him being a downgrade on Neil Mope in any oh, God, way no. except for experience. You know, that's the only thing that Mope would be able to say he had over Ferguson. He's head, but... and, sh he's head and shoulders above Neil Pope or Neil Mope already. Yeah, already. He's, he's yeah. This kid is going to be a serious player. Yeah, you know, he's got all the physical attributes, and he looks like he's got the. Um, he looks like he gets in great positions for a striker. You know, he pulls himself into really good spots, and he was unlucky today not to not to pick up one. Yeah, at least exactly. one, if not if not more. It was really good. Uh, for me, I think the biggest talking point in the first half, besides our goal, which will come on to, happened in the 18th minute. I have never been more surprised by something that's happened on a Liverpool game. 
Alexis McAllister absolutely low bridges Nabi Keita, and I thought for sure he had broken his back in half. Given the way he's able to pick up injuries, that low bridge, and he goes over and lands on his neck and his head like that, I thought for sure he was done. That was that was vintage Hurricane. That was what Hurricane... Hurricane's made a living out of doing that to midfielders and defenders. It's horrible when players do it. If that's... If that's on a rugby pitch, you're getting a yellow card and you're getting sin bin for it. Yeah. But on a football pitch, it seems absolutely fine. Um, Until someone gets hurt. It's, it'll take somebody yeah, it, big and famous getting hurt. Nabby was a seriously lucky boy to walk, to get up from that. Yeah. I was, I saw him going down and he folded like an accordion. Do you know what I mean? It, it was just, it was horrible. And the fact that he got up at all. Yeah. Pazzy, you're not. You're probably not wrong. If that was, yeah, wouldn't be surprised. It was um, the fact that he got up and he shook it off. And I thought Naby was really good today. Genuinely, right. you know, Naby on the pitch isn't a problem. I think Naby getting on the pitch is the only problem. You know, if if this Naby turns up week in week out and you could bank on him, you'd have no problem. You wouldn't be for getting rid of him in some. You, you genuinely wouldn't. Because on the pitch, there's nothing wrong with his play. He played really well. It's just his consistency and availability. But look, he was he was really good today. Um, disappointed that he went off when he did. I didn't think he should have. But at the same time, maybe it is just a case of fresh legs and managing his minutes and bringing him back. But yeah, he... he he was part of that midfield three. That midfield three generally functioned against a side who are banging form. Let's not kid ourselves. Brighton are not. If you just said to me three years ago, Brighton are challenging top six, this and that, I'd be like, yeah, right. No, sure, this yeah. Brighton, this Brighton are banging form and they're flying full of confidence. We're not. We're trying to find that way of playing and bringing our confidence back. We're polar opposites in where we are on the pitch at the minute and. It was it was a 50-50 game all the way through. It really was. It could, I don't think we were in a, ever in a position to nick it. Let's put it that way. I don't think we did enough to win it. I definitely think we did enough to get a draw out of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, we, yeah. we certainly can't claim that we deserved a win out of oh, that God. game. But a, a replay might have been fair. I mean, we're definitely going to get on to the goal, uh, the eventual oh, winner. Yeah. But like you said about Nabi Keita, I mean, Kevin Ball saying something here that I think a year ago – no Liverpool fan would have said ever, which is I'd rather keep Naby than Fab at the moment. And Naby Keita played a key role in our goal. Yeah. Wins his battle in midfield, gets his head up, feeds the ball down the right channel to Mo Salah. Salah waits, waits, waits. Harvey Elliott cutting in from the left wing through the middle, makes a great run, times it perfectly. Steele gets something on the ball, but not quite enough. Nestles in, one nothing Liverpool. Seemed like happy days at that moment. Yeah, it was for me the pass from Mo to Harvey was outstanding. Perfectly weighted. He got a fit. Steel got a still got a finger on it. Yeah. Uh, but he tucked it away. And the game, the way the game was at that stage, we were looking really threatening on the break. We'd had a couple of counters already that didn't pan out. It was the final ball which just wasn't there. But when that one went in, I thought, yes, finally we're ahead in the game. You know, and I thought at the time, I would say deservedly so, because we looked really threatening going on the counter. Yeah. And the the question around it was, um, 
was a handball by Naby? It wasn't. It was off his thigh onto his arm. It's it's not handball. The fact that he launched it quickly into Salah, but the weight of Salah's pass into Harvey was perfect. It had to be perfect. Yeah. And it was. And there we are, one nil, and delighted. And we kept we kept the pressure up. We kept we started to look solid. And then I swear to God, someone. If you're working for Liverpool at the minute, the last thing you do is go and buy a lot of ticket because you have absolutely no luck whatsoever. You know, it was like Brighton levelled and it was a pure pox of a goal. Yeah. A pure fluke. And there's nothing anyone could have done about it. The fact that Alisson contorted himself into a position where he almost got a hand on it was as good as that got. You know, Lamptey absolutely rifled it. I think... When you've seen it at halftime, yeah, Stefan probably could have come out and pressed it a little bit more, but I don't think it made a blind bit of difference because the ball was skewing wide anyway. Yeah. And it literally hopped off Lewis Dunk's feet. And, you know, he you put think, his big size Dunk, 14. You, you he got Dunk his big size it? 14s in the way. And yeah. off it just wrong footed Allison. And there you go, 1 1. That's just the way football goes sometimes. You can score an absolute beach of a goal. And it's literally chalked off with uh, a deflected poxy piece of luck. Yeah, it's uh, I, <laughs> I, all do? I could think about it was just like that's an unfair goal. Like it just came out of nowhere, a freak deflection. Like if yeah. it hadn't taken the deflection, Allison saves it or the ball goes wide. Like it's a shot from 30 yards by a fullback. You're going to let them take that pretty much every time that ball falls to him. Feel free, take your, take your chances from there. If you score an absolute worldie and it goes top bins, you know. You got to take your licks with it, but yeah. I mean that. Um, listen, mate, when you when your look is for you, when your look is going for, we've scored plenty of goals like that. And when your look is for you, you're you you know it goes for you, yeah. and you get that lucky bounce in the box, and you take it, and you fucking run because yeah. that look doesn't last forever. But when it's going for you, it's going for you, and you take it. And I mean, it, we get to one one at halftime, and the, half, the first half was. I think Brighton pro the first 15 minutes was ding dong. First 15, 20 minutes was ding dong. Then Brighton yeah. grew into it. At one one, Brighton really grew into it. And um Well, I mean the, the game probably changes at the 58th minute with the triple substitution. Oh, hundred percent. I mean you know, Milner, well, Milner, Darwin, and Henderson come on for Trent, Harvey Elliott, and Nabby Keda. And you said it in the WhatsApp group of like, I wouldn't be taking Keda off here, and either would I. Like I thought him and Harvey Elliott were both doing well. Like yeah. somebody earlier said, you know, that Harvey Elliott, besides the goal, didn't do much. Like you watched how he ran around in the first half. We've been screaming for we need people with legs that are willing to run. And I was watching him in the first half because I was concerned about him playing at left wing. And there's one thing that he wasn't doing, and that was hiding from his defensive responsibilities. He was yeah. putting a shift in and running around. And Nabi Keita was winning battles in the midfield, you know, transitioning us from defense into attack quite well. And we took both those players off. And the game was Brighton's pretty much to win from there on. Yeah, it, I'll be honest. I think the Brighton came out brighter, much brighter at the start of the second half. They dominated that first 10 minutes of the second half and the changes needed to happen. I honestly thought he was going to take Stefan off because of the booking more than anything else. Yeah. And I, I was hoping that it would have been Darwin to come on, go on the left, Harvey to come on to the right, right centre mid row. And maybe Henderson to come on into the six and go go from there. 
But when I saw Milner coming on for Trent, it was uh, my first instinct was absolute dread. Matoma is going to absolutely have fun in games here. Yeah. But within, I think Milner's first touch was a slide rule pass into Salah that created a, created a chance. And I suppose the only thing that you could say about the change was Matoma didn't really do much in the second half up until the goal. Yeah. He was relatively quiet all the way through. Well, we pretty, no, no, I paid? will point out one moment. In the 71st yeah. minute, I don't know how it happened, but he got the ball in an actual acre of space. Like, not even being hyperbolic. An actual yeah, yeah, acre yeah. of space he had. And he pulled it back into the middle, and Sully marched. Allison comes out, does a brilliant job. That was, br- yeah, that was exceptional. But That was exceptional football all around because... I the... don't know how he got the ball in that much space. They didn't show the enough replays on my feed that I was watching, no. but it was just all of a sudden Matoma has the ball and there's literally nobody around him within 20 yeah, yards. We we, lo- we lost it in a bad area and Milner was halfway between where Matoma was and the halfway line. There's no way he was going to get back. It was just, we lost it in a bad area. So you're going to get caught, but it was the pass from Matoma with the outside of the right foot going away from Allison that gave the chance to Sully March when he came in. It was brilliant football all round. It was a brilliant cross and it was an outstanding save. It was just one of those you put your hands up and say, wow, that was just from, from both sides. That was brilliant. That was exceptional. Yeah. And But other than that, I didn't think that we looked like we were in any trouble at all up until Ibu got caught with McAllister going one-on-one yeah and he absolutely took he sived him down well he took him out you know it was a clip up the back of the head with the elbow and one in the hip for good measure it's like thou shalt not go no further other than that it was and look in years gone by that's a red card one even if it's not a straight red card for denying a goal scoring opportunity it's almost certainly a second yellow card Obviously, he got a yellow card. Ibu got a yellow card for it. Ibu was on a yellow card in the 61st minute. He fouled uh, Ferguson, and he picked up a yellow card. So that should, have been, his, it should have been his second yellow. Well, he was certain he got booked for that. That's, I don't but think of course that. he didn't. Of course he didn't. He, there was no foul given. There was no so foul given. So I don't, so I don't yeah, know how no, Kanate. Yeah, I don't know how Kanate stayed on the pitch. Yeah, it was a foul all day. It was, it was a, a yellow card all day. Yeah. I mean, the argument was, was it a red? Yeah. So it's yeah. that one was like, oh boy, that's lucky. And I mean, McAllister <laughs> stayed down long enough to give David Coote more than enough time to come to the correct decision. But yeah, that's always, that's my bad. You can always count on David Coote to fuck up the most basic refereeing decision. Yeah. So you no, know, no, that, that's in our favor. That's my bad, one hundred percent, because yeah. I didn't I didn't realize that he was already on a yellow card. Yeah, because I mean, I thought it was an absolute no brainer of a foul. Yep. I, and it was, how is he going to get away with not a red card here? I, an automatic yellow. It's an yeah. automatic yellow. Yeah. And the fact that he was already on one, maybe, look, maybe he just bottled it. I don't know. I mean. Again, but, it's David Coote, so. And he bottled another one. Exactly. Oh. Because a, 84th minute, Bacetic goes off. Fabinho comes on for him. And. I'm sure every Liverpool fan was just like, oh, he's only got five minutes. How bad can this possibly go? And after about 60 seconds, he has a yellow card. And 
I think it was about the worst substitute performance I've ever seen because I do not know how that wasn't a straight red card. Mate, if that's not the performance of someone who wants to get out of the club, I don't know what is. It was a horror show from start to finish. His first touch just bounced off him. The the one he got the yellow card was just late and lazy. Yep. And the one on Ferguson was horrific. Yeah. The one on Ferguson was absolutely horrific. It was a stonewall red card that VAR and the referee completely fucking bottled. It was if Fabinho deserved a red card for that. Yeah. And I said so. I said it on Twitter at the time. That's a straight red card. That's an absolute horror tackle. There's no defending it. You can't. It was if that was roles reversed, if that was McAllister on Tiago, you'd be apoplectic. Because furious. furious. Not only did he hurt him enough for him to go off, but there's every chance that that is um that he could miss a few weeks for that. You know, I just hope the kid, I hope it's innocuous and the fact that he, you know, he'll be okay for the next game, but you cannot defend that. That was a horrific introduction for Fabinho from start to finish. Everything about it was the complete opposite of what we were trying to do. And from the time he came on, we literally almost handed the initiative back to Brighton because every free kick we were giving them was a chance to get out to get for them to get out. And that's all that happened. And then panic set in and you're seeing fouls given away in stupid areas. And the, the one that led to the free, you know, the it's the one that led to their goal. The foul that was given away on the edge of our box for their goal was, was needless. And everything that happened after that, I mean, it was both bad from us, but it was equally good from Brighton. Yeah. And you, I'll just de- describe what I saw. So Dunk blocking off Milner to allow a stupid time to get his cross back across goal. And an absolute world-class touch from Matoma to take it down and get his shot off with his second touch and bury it. Yeah. And ultimately started with giving away the foul in the first place. Milner, Doug blocked Milner off. There's fuck all he can do about that. Doug is about six foot 13 and the size of a house. Milner's not shifting him out the way. But the fact that it was 2v1 on the back post, knowing that that's a routine that we do. We do exactly that. We would normally, Trent would normally put it across to the far post for Virgil to knock it back for Matip to come through the middle. It's a straightforward set-piece routine from that area of the box. And look, the finish aside, could Gomez have done better? His instant reaction was to go and block the shot because he thought Matoma was going to volley it. Matoma's instinct, he just took it down and took the touch. What what are you going to do? Anticipate the fact that the winger is going to take the ball down and hit it at the same time? Come on. Uh, here's my interpretation of what happened during that free kick here's eight Liverpool defenders Mm. everybody's sitting around watching the ball go over their heads and doing nothing it's obvious that that's what they're going to try to do that's what teams do to us that's what teams do to each other it's a basic strategy from a free kick late in the game 
over. And we had what eight, nine in the box, and nobody yeah. out trying to challenge for the ball. Yeah, they've got some clever, like that's a well drawn up play from them. You know, they've got their blockers there. It's like pick and roll plays in basketball. Like I get that. And some question needs to be asked about the level of blocking that you're allowed to do from an attacking corner. Because at a certain point, you're interfering with other people trying to play the ball. But they got away with it, and that's totally fine. But what our complete lack of give a fuck in the 93rd minute, like, ah, it's, I was okay with the performance in the game up until that point. And that late winner just absolutely drove me bonkers because it just looked like nobody cared. Like, I don't buy that. I'm sorry. I don't buy that. No, and that's I, fine. That's just that's yeah, no, I, I just my don't... opinion. It's just I found yeah. that that's like that's when you need to have a, some a, a leader there in the defense to be like, get your fucking head screwed on. We're almost through this. We'll get our replay. We might even get our you know we might even get a quick counterattack from this. We've been known to do that before, but instead it was nothing. It was everybody on their heels. Ah, yeah, it, no, it was a bad goal to concede. Especially, so it's always a bad goal to concede from a set piece, especially one when you know how it's going to go. And it's frustrating as hell. But I don't, I shouldn't mask. Great finish. Oh, it's an absolute, it was a great finish. finish. He's making a name for himself. For me, if you're looking at a left winger in in the Premier League this season, he's right up there with the best of them. And I think maybe Rashford and probably Martin, I think he's probably on a par with Martinelli. He's more important to Brighton than what Martinelli is for Arsenal. And, and look at look at the company that you're putting him in. Yeah. You know, at the start of the season, I it, you would have been hard pressed to find somebody that it could have picked Karo Matoma out of a group. You yeah, know, he wasn't a professional up until two years ago. Exactly. You know, nobody it's, it's knew about this. Outrageous. Like, yeah, what they're doing at Brighton is highly commendable. You know, they've got yeah. the they got a real feel of Southampton like 10 years ago about them, mm. where it's just a conveyor 100%. belt. Like they sell somebody for like you look at the players that they've lost this season. Kukurea, Eve Basuma, uh, Caicedo missing today. You know, looks like he's possibly on his way out of the team. Neil Mope, not really a huge loss, I guess. No, he's but Trossard. Um, yeah, Trossard. Like, look at the turnover in that team. You know, that's five starting players yeah. from their last year's lineup. You know, maybe not Caicedo quite so much because he really stepped into the role this year, but like. Good for them. I mean, yeah. Brighton is a well-run club, and hopefully that their money is getting you know put back into their team yeah. properly, I mean, and the owner's it, not you know. No, but you can you could tell the difference of where the two clubs are at in the level of the comp. Well, the confidence for one, you know, they were they're absolutely brimming with confidence, and they absolutely believe a hundred percent in what they're doing, and they're all committed to it. And for however defensively, for the look, I'm sorry, for the vast majority of that game, we were defensively okay. It's the cutting edge going forward is starting to. I mean, we were lackluster. We were lackluster against Chelsea. We never looked like doing anything against Wolves apart from a wonder goal from Harvey Elliott. We never really threatened Wolves going the other way too much. It's and three today now. I mean, we created a few more chances today, but we just didn't take them. And as long as that's going on and you've got a jittery jittery feeling at the back that something is going to go wrong it goes back to I suppose it goes back to the Brendan Rodgers quicksand time that um, no matter what you do going for, even sides we go 1-0 up 2-0 up 
sides know that we'll gift them up something. We'll do we'll we'll find a way to hang ourselves. Um we found it today again. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing that can be done about the first goal. The first goal is just a freak. Yep. But the second one is definitely something that can be worked that should have been snuffed out, be it from not giving away the fall in the first place, or when you do manage that situation a hell of a lot better. And there's no one will know that more than what the players know. The players aren't stupid. They know exactly what what happened and why it happened. You know, they don't need it drumming to them from people online. It's, they, they're not stupid, but you, they have to. They have to do better. They just yeah. do. So, Raya, Robison here, Robos one. Uh, you know, why aren't we able to find Matoma or Caicedo type talent? I see Samuel had said roughly the same thing. You know, that Matoma was two million and Caicedo was seven hundred and fifty thousand pounds. You same fans wouldn't give those players the amount of time they'd need if Liverpool signed them because we have signed them. It's something that Chris Brack pointed out in response to it. We've signed Fabio Carvalho, Harvey Elliott, young players like this, and people are going, he's not good enough. He's not good enough. Get rid of him. So why do you automatically think that if we had assigned Caicedo last year and he came into the team and he was having the same sort of effect as a Harvey Elliott or so, people would be saying the same thing about them. Like, it's so, everybody's, hindsight is so so excellent yeah look i mean no one saw matoma coming nobody oh. i don't know i don't care who you are um there was a lot of noise about um kaiseido for a long time before you know from youth football all the way through and yeah can you gamble we should gamble more 100 we should yeah um should we be doing something in the last throws of the window we should should i don't think we will but no. we should 100%. Um, I don't know what Klopp has said about the post-match. Um, I'll find out later. Uh, but for for sure, the um, the lads tonight will dissect this. On, oh, know, yeah, we got a fat back four coming Yeah, we got a fat back four yeah. tonight. And Emmett and Gav, Shawnee and Keith will go through this with a fine-tooth comb. But yeah. When you look at the two performances and you stand them next to each other from the 3-0 to this one, the results are the same. The performance levels are completely different. You know, it, it was... There's a lot more to take out of this. I mean, Klopp was absolutely right. That 3-0 flattered us. Yes. You know, you know it, if it was 5 or 6, it would have been a fair reflection on the day. Today was just not that and there is progression there is slow and it's painful and it's horrible and this season is just looking like more and more that we're just gonna have to suck this up for a while as 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 annoying as it is it's we're just gonna i keep saying we're gonna have to suck this season up try different things if they work out great if they don't fine but we're nowhere near what's needed to be a side that's capable of getting into the top four. We're a yeah. country mile off of what that requires. I, the, I the, still... the positive about that is we don't even look like we're going to be good enough to make the conference league. So it might be no. a league and domestic cups only kind of season next year. It's possible. Yeah. It's, it's entirely possible because I don't see where the goals are coming from at the minute. And I don't see, I mean, yeah, we have two clean sheets back to back going into this, but we rode our luck in both those games. We don't, yeah seem to have a, a semblance of any kind of control 
in any of the games that we're playing at the minute. And that's probably the most frustrating thing for me to watch is the fact that we can't get a ball into an opponent's final third and sustain pressure for long enough. And, you know, Brighton, as good as they are today, they ne we never really sustained anything meaningful in their final third for long enough. Yeah, and that's that's to me is becoming the big thing for me now. Like I, I've made my peace with our issues with midfield and the effect it's having on our defense. You know, we're not going to be one of the tight defenses in the league this season. We're going to give goals away. We're going to pretty much get scored on every single game. I've stopped trying to predict us getting a clean sheet, but we gotta score some goals because it's what I said when we were doing season previews this year. Was you know like I picked Southampton to be in relegation trouble this year because I couldn't see where their goals were going to come from. And I never yeah. imagined that we, Liverpool, would be in that situation where I'm watching us play and I'm going, I have no idea how we're going to score. Yeah. Yeah. We don't look like scoring. And for years, it's just been just get solid the ball. He'll do something magical with it and we'll get a goal. And yeah. And if Mo doesn't, Sadio will. And if Sadio yeah, or, doesn't, or Bobby Trent will. will. Trent will put an amazing ball in. Like, yeah. I, I, or Virgil would pop up for the odd goal or yeah, like someone will score like a banger Robertson, from midfield. I think Robertson put one cross in, like worked on the overlap. Now I understand and I'm willing to give a little bit of leeway on that, that he doesn't play with Harvey Elliott as the left winger too often. And Elliott being left footed is different. We normally don't have a left footer playing left wing with Robertson yeah. and he makes his overlaps, but he got one overlap and his ball was the most simple routine front post cut out, like no danger on the cross yeah. at all. Trent didn't get forward a ton. There was one point. No, but I think that's more by design. Yeah. When you look at their touch matches, their touch maps, yeah. it, it is it is by design. If you yeah. overcommit against sides, you will get counted on because the midfield and the forwards just are a bit too easy to play against at the minute. They're a bit too easy to get out from our from the press. It's just not where it needs to be. Yeah. When we were playing earlier in the season, trying to bomb our fullbacks on like a normal, you know, quote unquote normal Liverpool team, we were getting slaughtered on the yeah. counter attack balls so, in behind Trent were, were there for everyone to see. Yeah. And I did have one cut that out 65th minute. Robertson was up playing center forward and he had a little one, two with Tiago and the, the return pass to Tiago was just a bit too heavy for him. And it got cut out from him, but it was just like, Holy shit. What's Robbo doing there? Popping up in their penalty area. Yeah. He did. He did well to actually, cause the ball was fizzed into him. He did really, well to yeah. be able to get yeah. it back to him at all, but that kind of intricate play was good. It's good to see that kind of intricate play. And the first three subs that were made gave us a lot more control in the game. We were, once the changes came in, for that period of the game, up until probably the 81st, 82nd minute, we pretty much had control. And we just got caught, we got sucker punched at the end. You know, and that's what it was. Brighton didn't have to push, push on or overcommit anything. It was just like stay in it, stay in it, stay in it. Something will fall for you. Yep. Yeah. And that's so, the way it was. Yeah. Not not a great game from Liverpool. I mean, it's I I would say it was better than Chelsea. That's for sure. I mean, after oh, yeah, that Chelsea game coming on here it was like I don't even know what the hell we're going to talk about because that was brutal. Yeah, At least there were nice. some moments in there. And I think going forward, what's our next games? What next weekend? Next weekend is Wolves. I think Wolves it's three p.m. Yeah, it's a 3 p.m. game against Wolves next Saturday. I mean, it's a it's a ways away, but same team. Maybe Darwin comes in for Gakpo or Darwin comes in for Harvey Elliott. But, like, I think that midfield three goes again. 
Yeah, I don't see why not. Um, yeah. I I don't think the back four will change unless anyone is back to somewhere, some semblance of fitness. I doubt it. I think the, the vast majority of that side would stay the same. The only thing is what, if you take Harvey out, put Darwin wide left, leave Gakpo through the middle, or, or rotate those two, swap them in game or whatever. But yeah, it, the injuries that are due to come back are all, what from what I read earlier on today, they all look like mid February, you know, um, you know, early to mid February. It's so a couple more weeks. It, of... That's what I mean. It, it's t- they're all pretty much touch and go for the uh, first leg against Real Madrid, and even then, I don't think any of them will have too many minutes in their legs before that. We yeah. just don't have the opportunity to play anything. So, do you put them in cold in a tie like that? We might have to. We don't know, but. As it is at the minute, the only chance that we have for silverware this season is Champions League. Hey, all we got to do is win seven games, and we don't even have to win seven. You know, no. we could sprinkle a draw or two or even a loss in there if we get some big wins. Yeah. That's, that's the only thing I can hang my hat on. And hey, I mean, look, we're still in it, man. That's all you can do. We're exactly. still in it. As bad as and as shit as it is. Now we can uh, still win the league. Mathematically, the numbers are still there. You know, there's yeah, enough well, points to play nah, for. What time is it over there, man? It's a bit early <laughs> in the day for you. You know, what I mean? eleven thirty <laughs> in the morning. Too early yeah, for the cans. Pubs ain't pubs ain't pubs ain't open yet. Nope, no, they are not. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's pretty much good enough yeah. for us. Uh, you know, just ask you guys hit the like button for us. Subscribe to the show. Leave five star reviews on uh, your podcasting apps if you have to catch up on the follow up. I know this will be going out as a podcast later on in the day. We've got the fat back four coming up this evening. Gavin, the gents will get to really tear into Liverpool again. Feels like it's the same bloody show pretty much every Sunday now for the last couple of weeks. Mm. That's tough, tough gig for those we're boys. For a good few years, weren't we? We were able to talk about all the good stuff. I know. Oh, those are the good days. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that Emmett's going to recover from his. Uh, seems like he's got a bit of a cold. He says he might not be available for tonight. I think uh, he'll Emmett, be. Emmett's okay, got man flu. Yeah, I think uh, you'll. I think you'll be okay. Thoughts and prayers, Emmett. Exactly. You. Exactly. How you feel, man? Yeah. Just make sure you get your feet up, dressing going on. You know. Yeah. Cup just, of lemon sip. Yeah, exactly. Just relax <laughs> for a little bit. You got a couple hours until the show. You'll be okay. Yeah. We we believe in you. Um, check out our charity partner. You'll find the link in the description. Got uh, a dozen women that play the GAA in Dublin that are running the Dublin Marathon to raise money for breast cancer research which is a absolutely wonderful cause. It is an outstanding uh, act of selflessness from these women to do this because it requires a lot of training, a lot of practice, and a lot of running, which mm. I despise. So good on them. Donate if you can. Share it around your social networks, your friends and family, and things like that. You never know who uh, who will it hit at the exact right time, and they might just feel like they want to make a donation. Uh, and check out our partner, bookmakers.com. Get some odds on Liverpool losing their next game. Probably not very good odds. But if you're still a believer, you want to bet on Liverpool to win, that might be good for you. Gamble responsibly and all those good things. Anything else before we go, Kev? No, that's it. Um, you've got a show tonight. You'll have loads of shows through the week. But I think we're going to be live during oh, uh, deadline, de- day. deadline day mm-hmm. for... Whether we're active or not, there apparently there's talk that um, Galatasaray are looking at Nat Phillips, so you never they, know. They still have to pay an English tax, right? Even if it's a Turkish team, like Galatasaray. we're not letting Galatasaray. them go for seven million. Galatasaray do like buying the odd English player here and there, so you never. And they know had what Skirtle? Skirtle played there, didn't he, or was that Fenerbahce? 
that could have been Fener- that was Fenerbahce, I think. That's Fenerbahce, yeah. But One of those teams. don't get those two confused, man. They don't mm. like that kind of thing. No, 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 absolutely <laughs> no, not. No, we don't know. We don't. We don't know. I'd be surprised if we do anything. But at this strange, point, I think we'd all be absolutely blown away if Liverpool did anything. Like it feels like it would come out of absolutely nowhere because there's the only murmurings we're getting are no business, no business, no business, no business. So. You never know. Someone might have snuck Moise Caicedo into the coach. Exactly. Just yeah, we went so down we there. Possession is nine tenths of the law. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> just get him back to Liverpool. Get him on Merseyside, and he becomes ours on February the first. Yeah, just by default. Yeah, just by default. We can work out the the cost form later. Just send the bill to Boston. Uh, Samuel is saying there. Klopp said there's no more signings in January. Ah, Jurgen. There you go. Spoil sport. Yeah, what's he, gonna, what's he going to say? He's going to say. Video gotta... go, what's Video Connor going to be doing on Sky now if he can't hang about Anfield? He might be hanging around Goodison. You yes. never know. There could be some business. Or Bramley there. Moores, you know, you just put him in an inflatable raft and push him out into the, into the <laughs> I'm here outside of Everton's almost new stadium. So there you go. All right. Thanks for joining us on Full Times Reds. We'll see you guys around. Tune in for the Fatback Four tonight. See you guys. Podcast Network.